We are Wrestling Elitists. I'm your co-host, Chris Scott Moore, joined as always with the Stone Pitbull, the riddle to my Randy, Mr. Sean Nash. What's up, buddy? What's up, nerd ass? How's it going? Where's the other <laughs> nerd ass at? <laughs> He's defending his All-Atlantic title right now in yeah. uh, on the Atlantic Ocean in China, just like <laughs> the regular Atlantic title, All-Atlantic title is. We miss you, Alex. We miss you every day. Yeah, missing Alex. Alex is on uh, much needed... Uh, vacation if you will a little excursion away from the show and uh we'll have alex back next week but uh what we'd like to do first is just thank everyone for listening to last week's episode we had one of our better episodes we thought it was a lot of fun and we hope you thought it was fun too Uh, and if you do want to continue to support the show please subscribe via itunes or on spotify give us a five-star review as well and share it among your friends within the wrestling community Uh, you can follow us uh, on Twitter and on Instagram at Wrestling Elitist Podcast. And finally, please visit our website at WrestlingElitist.com, where Sean will have a post-examination of Dominion, which we'll be talking about in just a minute. So before we go into the show itself and talking about all the things that happened the last week, Sean, uh, give everyone an idea of what the format is if they're new to the show. Yeah, this week we're going to start off with a little bit of news and a little talk on the, the Dominion show from New Japan, and then leave you off with our match, moment, cringes, and what we're looking forward to in these coming weeks. Awesome. So the big news coming out of this week was Dominion. That was a show that's the second biggest show on the New Japan calendar. Uh, Sean, just first, give us your thoughts on the show itself. I thought it was good. Um, better than some of the, the COVID COVID years, obviously, but also (laughs) it kind of felt like they were more kind of setting things up for the future, getting things kind of set and ready for Forbidden Door with no AEW involvement, unfortunately, but um, some clear things that had to happen. You had to get the titles off Chase Owens and Bad Luck Fale and the the shocking reveal of uh, the uh, Switchblade era officially, officially starting. Yeah. So what were your uh, thoughts on just first no AEW direct involvement or run-ins? What'd you think there? I was really surprised mostly by Moxley not coming out yeah. to face Tanahashi after how much he was kind of calling out uh, Tanahashi when the forbidden door phrase was kind of really thrown out in the first place uh, at All Elite Wrestling. And um, I don't know who else really would have came out. Um, maybe you could have had some F- like FTR involvement. I know yeah. a lot of people had like scheduling conflicts. I think that this weekend they had their little thing with uh, Brad Hart. Old, that's right, Hitman. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. and Moxley was doing a match with uh, Speedball. So people were obviously doing things, but uh, it would have been kind of helpful. I mean, there's one more kind of big show for New Japan, not a big, biggest Dominion, but another weekend show coming up before. Um forbidden door so maybe there'll be some involvement there but also a lot of travel in between you don't want to get anyone kind of stuck in law so but what do you think well if you're like hulk hogan you can go between time zones and add extra days and years to your life by that by doing that it's amazing how he's able to pull it off (laughs) work work yourself into a shoot there brother yeah yeah the hulkster so i like the show uh okay i mean the the fact of the matter is and it's just the reality of the landscape of new Japan, it is a stale product. Oh, yes. um, they haven't had the opportunity to freshen up and put on fresh matchups. Um, so this wasn't the greatest show of all time. Typically the barometer and bar is very, very high for new Japan, but unfortunately because of the pandemic um, it has been stale. So by no fault of their own, it wasn't the legendary show that it could have been, or maybe 
might be on paper. It was still a fine wrestling show and a hell of a lot better than most North American wrestling shows, but I didn't think it was like an all-time classic. And obviously you didn't have a match as legendary as the uh, Kenny Omega and Okada match a couple years ago. Yeah, totally. What was nice though is even though it was a like four hour and 20 minute uh, pay-per-view or dome show, um, no match really felt like it draw it out to me for so long it didn't have like the 15 minute feeling out process with an okada match that we normally get shingo was in a match that was capped at 10 minutes so everything was kind of quicker paced for a normal new japan live show yeah okay so news of the week you had um the g1 let's talk about that we got eight more people coming in and we're dividing it all into four blocks of seven Mm -hmm. wrestlers each it's going to be a kind of an interesting little thing we'll probably kind of get down to a final four combatants and see how it goes um let's see here there's quite a few people from like every single uh faction in new japan i think bullet club has the most with eight chaos has five um united empire's got like nearly everyone in their stable of four and gobernable's got three and then two people from strong and one lone aew wrestler lance archer yeah. Of course, he's he's used to it, so it'll be cool. They need those those big da, domineering men to kind of come into a match and take out the 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 leading uh, point getter in the, the block and hurt him for the next match or the the final match that's going to come in his block. It'll be interesting. Um, hopefully, some fresh mat fresh matches and also some matches that we're not going to see over and over again with two blocks of 10 men. Yeah. I I was just going to ask you about the format itself. I'm a fan of this because it does switch it up. Yeah. These guys are fucking great, but I don't want to watch another Okada and Tanahashi match. Mm -hmm. And it's no fault of their own, but it's just like, it's every year that they're in a block against each other. And it it starts to have diminishing returns and it may, it takes away what makes their feud legendary. Um, there's a reason why there's, I mean, well, he's not there anymore, but like you wouldn't put Kenny and Okada in a block and have them wrestle a bunch of times. Like you have to keep people apart and by the roster not being so fresh right now, this is a novel idea. It may not work. It may not be what everyone likes. Um, but I saw this thought expressed on Twitter, um, regarding, if there's different blocks, these guys can probably get more breaks and they can wrestle harder. So yeah. hopefully the matches are better. Now you mentioned that Lance Archer is the lone AEW guy in there. Who would you want to have from AEW that could go over there? That's tough. That's tough. Um, obviously, the problem is it ruins the product for AEW, so they don't want to right. send their their big. So like big a probable shots. guy, yeah, like um, like like you're not going to put Moxley or Danielson or, or Danielson, Hangman yeah. over there, but who would you put over there that would maybe work? Mm-hmm. Um, Miro would be great, but who knows with his conditioning yeah. right after coming back from an injury. Um, Kyle O'Reilly would be fantastic. Um, you have any any quick names? I was going to go now. I don't want to see him in there. I don't think he would be good at all. But Jake Hager would be a draw oh. because it's a shoot style and he's a yeah. big dude and he's a big blonde American. They would like that. It would be fucking awful to watch probably. But oh, it just <laughs> it'd be on the same level as Bad Luck Fale. It's just like he'd Yeah, he'd, big... he'd play that card, yeah. you know. Um I wouldn't mind. Yeah, Kyle O'Reilly was the first one that comes to mind. Uh, one of the Lucha Bros, maybe even one of Pac. But as we t- as we saw this week too, um, some folks that have connections with 
uh, AAA and CMLL can't do New Japan shows like Andrade is out is out of Forbidden Door, as is supposedly the Lucha Bros. So maybe they can't do these events. So yeah, it sucks because like Andrade is really not doing anything where he would be a great person to have in the G1 to do a lot of great shit. And a reuniting of the the LIJ, him, Roosh, uh, Tatsuya Naito, that'd be great. But of course, screwed by AAA once again. Yeah. And then uh, my news of the week was Jay White winning the IWGP championship. It's his first time with this iteration of the belt but it's not his first world championship in right. New japan um he's got a hell of a record over okada i like the fact that yes okada is better than jay white and in the storyline of the match kevin kelly and the announcers did a great job of uh you know beating the drum of like it's the 50th year okada's got a noki in his soul and he's like fucking on top of his game and he's awesome but jay white's the guy that for whatever reason can just beat him and beat him clean because he did get him clean it wasn't like it was like gato was fucking around and whatever very very clean for a jay white match yeah as clean as he can be (laughs) i mean there's still ball shots and distraction things and uh chairs and all sorts of you know but they didn't use a chair thankfully so yeah yeah they just brought in the ring and they stepped on it and okada kicked it out but beautiful yeah, so that was my match of the week, or uh, I'm sorry, my uh, moment of the week, uh, or news. moment of the week, my news of the week. Look at this. Look at this. We're all sloppy. We're, <laughs> without Alex, we're just rudderless. Yeah. Uh, no, but yeah, this was, uh, I don't know, I thought it was a great thing. I didn't see this coming. I was still expecting Okada would win, and he'd defend against Hangman, or they'd do a three-way with Hangman and Adam Cole to set up Forbidden Door. So this was unforeseen in my eyes, but I do like the fact that Again, Jay White has his number, and there's someone who can beat Okada. And I don't know if he's a draw. They make it seem like on commentary, Kevin Kelly kept talking about the attendance going up for this and whatever. Maybe he is a huge draw for New Japan. I don't know. I know in the U.S. there's like a mixed – they kind of treat him like Adam Cole where they're like, I don't know about this guy. Mm. So, (laughs) But I fucking love Jay White. I'm I'm a huge fan of his, and I think he did a great job. I'm sure there's the easy way to run with it is, of course, COVID numbers are going down. So more people are coming out, especially in a uh, a disease conscious country like Japan. So use that. And that's why they kind of have been going with the the catalyst um, moniker on him now, too. Just works, works for him. He's such a a shit eating heel that Mm -hmm. it's going to be a perfect run with the title. And then the the promo after, like you were saying before we got on, just fantastic. That was great. The way he called him out. That oh. was almost my moment of the week there. Um, I uh, love that promo. Face yeah, just ground. a great close-up. I love the fact that they do these post-match scrums like it's a UFC show. Mm-hmm. Um, that gives, an, you know, and we always talk about loving this as fans, legitimacy to what they're doing and presenting it like a real sport. The unfortunate thing is you and I both uh, don't have the most fluent Japanese speaking skills, so we don't know what the fuck Naito's saying or anyone else is saying. So, yeah, so uh, with an American, uh, ta- or not American, but uh, uh, Australian Kiwi. talking, uh, Kiwi talking, look at this, man, we need Alex. We're fucking up, baby. Uh, so with someone who speaks English, there we go. Yeah, there uh, it is. It's a lot easier for us to understand. You get to, it just, it just felt better. It was, yeah. it was a cool moment. And he did one hell of a promo and he did a lot of subtle things of like taking a shot at Kenny kind of being passive aggressive about Adam Cole calling out hangman in a funny way. Mm-hmm. Like he was on a roll and was Dumb hilarious. Yeah. And like you're saying, right. Just the, the post-match scrum, right. Right. Like that, just the raw emotion you can kind of get in that with the labored breathing, the mm-hmm. 
just the, the eye contact into the right into the camera. It's perfect. I love that dumb cowboy bitch comment. You can have Okada because <laughs> he's yesterday's trash now. Now that I got the title, so uh, it's perfect, and I can't wait for the, the Switchblade era to to get going. And as a profane man myself, I love that they just say motherfucker a thousand times oh. on TV. And it's just like, oh, that's just Japan. So like, it doesn't matter there. Like, they don't blink an eye and he just calls Hangman a dumb motherfucker. And like, <laughs> it Perfect. just F-bombs so much and it's not a problem. Yeah, and that's just part of society there. I just love it. Mm-mm-mm. Love it. Okay, awesome. So let's go into our real moments of the week. Sean, what was your moment of the week? Would you like to start with our match of the week or that moment? Oh, fuck it. Yeah, let's do the right format, huh? Yeah. Hey, you know, <laughs> we can jump right to wherever, but we, we got to talk about that Dynamite uh, main event with Moxley and uh, Kyle O'Reilly for a shot at the uh, interim title at Forbidden Door. Great match. Of course, we knew these two were going to put on a great match. There's hammering kicks and elbows throughout the whole thing. Um, I loved the... Kyle O'Reilly kind of finally took control of the match with a dragon screw into the ropes and then with that dropping knee. Yeah. Moxley. He's so good with that. Love that. Um, and then continue to kind of target that with a, uh, a knee bar after transitioning out of a triangle choke from countering a, a pile driver. He's so good, so fluid, and just he's got a way of just really making his stuff look, look good, but also, like you said before, using that bumbling style of uh, Terry Funk. Love that. Moxley broke out a cutter, which is kind of surprising. I haven't seen that. Yeah. Really. Great, great work. Um, and there's two great shots. Uh, like they were coming out of um, picture in picture and they were focusing in on the, the vacant title. And in the background, you could just see Moxley tossing uh, Kyle O'Reilly right off the top of the rope. Great little shot. And then two after that, there was uh, when Moxley kicked the ropes right into. Uh, yes. Perfect shot. And coming back with a replay. Great. Brutal, brutal match. And uh, surprisingly, no blood from either competitor in this match. So yeah, different for them. Shock. Um, I love the uh, the ending, the kind of the, the transitions Moxley made from the rear naked choke after getting slapped and then going into that bulldog choke of his, those striking knees to the forehead and the regal knee, and then hitting that Death Rider paradigm shift and notching his way to face Tanahashi. Just great finally we're gonna see it again i can't we don't we haven't seen moxley versus tanahashi yet i was gonna ask you that i thought they wrestled at new japan once because i i remember he did like a high flying i know tanahashi did a high flying flow one time through a table but i don't know if it was to moxley or if it was to like suzuki i I don't know for sure and i can't even remember what happened at the capital collision show they just did but i know he was calling him out for a long time when uh, moxley had the uh the u.s title and was like stuck yeah. over here with, with the covid blocker but uh, i can't say I'm, i'll probably do a little quicker google search as we talk but what were your thoughts on the match i agree with everything that you said my favorite shot in that whole match was the rope kick too i don't know how much that hurts or doesn't hurt and that's a total working thing like if you you know rub your opponent's face in the ropes and it gives them a rope and how that's totally worked and doesn't you can't feel a thing from that. I don't know if this hurt like hell or not, but it looked so real. Um, and it just, you know, continues the storyline of violence and uh, Moxley is so lethal. And uh, these two had an excellent match. And I like that it, it, that was a perfectly timed death rider too. There's, there's moments in matches okay. where Moxley and character has to put the finishing touches and has to do an over the top 
finisher to get someone down because they just have all that fighting spirit. And Kyle O'Reilly is a perfect guy to use that on because uh, he had a hell of a showing and a hell of a night. Yeah. Yeah, I loved it. I did a quick search and I'm not coming up with any previous matches between Mox and Tanahashi. So first time, this will be great, but always love a Kyle O'Reilly and Moxley in the ring, especially together. Yeah. Um, and I'll just skip to my moment of the week and then we'll get off the topic of Kyle O'Reilly. But that was my moment of the week for sure. It's just having Kyle O'Reilly win the Battle Royal. I'm not a big fan of Battle Royals in AEW and especially modern Battle Royals. I think there's too much sleeping uh, and resting yeah. and guys going out, out of the ring. But Kyle O'Reilly had a great showing. And it's good to see him have a great night. If there wasn't all of the injuries and all the shit that's going on with AEW right now, you would have thought that they scripted this intentionally from the start with him having that win over Darby. It did feel like it was very organic for him to be the guy that goes down because Moxley did need to win. It should be Moxley that goes. So to have him beat some incredible, that wasn't a threat that's going to make fans go, well, I want to see this guy actually be in the main event and not Moxley. That Mm -hmm. was, he was a perfect sacrificial lamb. Yeah. Oh, totally. Totally. And yeah, I, it was a fun battle Royal. Sometimes I think, the uh, the way they do it doesn't always work because they're so long with the the entrances that you miss a little action in the ring and there's a little fuck up with timing on like the second or the second batch of uh, wrestlers that come out. Then they had to go back and focus in on the Keith Lee and Lance Archer brawl in the, the center of the ring. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, pretty flawlessly, um, things were done well. Uh, Phoenix, can, he would have been a great one to uh, to make it into the thing to the the final match at the end of the night. But uh, I, I do agree to with you that Kyle O'Reilly was the shiny man who needed to have that uh, ladder stepping match for, for yeah. Cause he couldn't have done swerve cause swerve had some cool ass eliminations that he did and was clever, but yeah. he's kind of too cool for that spot. <laughs> like you're kind of making Moxley's also coolness and edge get kind of dulled by having swerve there. Um, and maybe they turn Swerve and Keith Lee heel. I hope, or one of them turns on each other. I hope they don't do that because I kind of like them as a duo and they don't really have a need for Keith Lee to be the champion right now because Mm -hmm. of Wardlow's ascension and Moxley needing this moment right now. And especially with CM Punk possibly coming back at some point. So it's kind of like, eh, do you need to do that with Keith Lee? But I guess maybe in a way it gives them a storyline. So I don't know. Yeah, the way they've been like kind of acting on social medias, it kind of seems like they are really kind of hot-shotting this to be a, a face-and-heel feud. So I, I wonder, hopefully, if at most they put the uh, TNT title on Keith Lee and not go for a main title job. Because, yes, unfortunately, we're having to wait pretty long for a, a Wardlow title match. I don't... Yeah. I'm, con- I'm kind of confused by that whole thing. It just... Whatever. I almost I'm made my cringe, but... full gear... Maybe because ah, a revolution. I can't remember seeing how long CM Punk's going to be out. I'm, I think he comes back later in the year. I think it's like it's not. He may not be back for All Out. Okay. And Which, by the point. way, we're recording at seven o'clock at night on Monday. So I don't know if it got posted yet, but I know there was a reveal um, by SRS regarding where All Out's going to be. Did that get revealed, or is it going to be in the oh. Now Arena? I have not seen. Well, fuck. Okay. Well, we brought up something that we just don't know. So we'll this have is, to bring it up next week. This is live news. We, we come at you <laughs> on the minute to the minute. 
<laughs> it's a very live episode with all the things that are going on. I'm afraid of like whatever we like don't talk like some shit's gonna drop tonight and we're like, oh fuck, we should have talked about that. Mm-hmm. Um okay, what was your moment of the week, Sean? Uh, my moment of the week was the Forbidden Door being broken through one more time by United Empire. Seeing Will Ospreay come out was very shocking. I didn't think we would see someone kind of that caliber for New Japan because there's only three or four of them. That, But they had a great attack on FTR and Trent with um, Aaron Hanare and uh, Aussie Open. I loved Aussie Open just kind of through internet watching. Never really got to see any of their matches live on TV or anything. But as an Australian myself, got to respect those boys. Um, unfortunately, they've just kind of been plagued with injuries at the wrong times, right, as they're going to have their come up. What's your, what's your uh, dilemma? I didn't know you were Australian. Yes, you did. Come on. My mom was from there. Oh, no Dual shit. citizen, baby. I that's can get right. out of Oh, that's right. You are a citizen. Whenever these January Sixers come out, we I can get the hell out of here. So, but... You and Paul Hogan can go hang out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Um, I like the match that they had that came to and the way they uh, they kind of the broke in and attacked FTR and Trent. It was really uh, fast and kind of looked a little, uh, little potato-y. But, oh, yeah. Uh, um, I, wonder, I wonder where this kind of leads for Will Ospreay. I don't think Trent is his forbidden door opponent. Yeah. And now that he's the U.S. champion but doesn't have the title yet, Juice has it, I imagine. There's going to be some kind of four-way to... AEW two New Japan guys for the title maybe and see where that goes but they need to do better things with Will Osprey because he's probably one of their best candidates for the future along yeah. with Jay White. Yeah, um, I God, we'll talk about that at the end of the show when we get into what we're anticipating. But I don't know who the best guy is now, knowing the status of the card and people being injured. Um, yeah, I don't know um, because also too like you had. Uh, Danielson get called out by Zack Sabre Jr., That's which great. would be a logical match. Um, so I just don't know where that puts the card, but we'll talk about that in a moment. What I want to go into now um, is some uh, cringeworthy news. So there's a couple of things that we'll need to talk about here. Uh, first of which, my cringe of the week was the All Atlantic title. Um, I just wasn't a fan of adding a new wrestling title uh, to AEW. There's so many titles on TV right now as is. It just seems like they're superfluous. And when there's so many titles, none of them have meaning. Um, just don't need to see it. Now, you mentioned before we, we started recording that um, it may be used primarily just overseas. And that may be a belt they ship to, you know, AAA and New Japan or what Mendo have you. Fences. Yeah, maybe that's okay and that's fine, but it just it doesn't make I don't know. I just wasn't a fan of it at all. Um first of all, those countries don't all touch the Atlantic Ocean. So just that's a very <laughs> WWE kind of fuck up of like, wait, what? It's Good like point. calling Yeah, it's just like, come on, do a just look at Google. It's look at the globe. Yeah. Yeah, it's right there. Um and then too, like this doesn't make it right, but I know there's probably a section of the fan base that's going like God damn, that's a girl's title. It looks like the girl's belt. <laughs> and like you shouldn't cater things to the average shit kicker, but they kind of have a point. Like it's why people didn't like the IWGP design because it looked like the Divas title. And it's yeah, like, that's well, very true. Very true. And just on a cynical side, too, like if you want to make money off selling the replica, you know, belts to these weirdos at the fan conventions, like give it a different design so it entices, you know, these goofballs to buy a new one. Yeah, keep it. Make it bigger, keep it gold, and uh, 
embroider. I don't know. Kenny I Maggie do like the title thing. design though, like the actual yeah. look of it. Like I love using the North American title from mid South as like a model that belt's fucking great. And this yeah. belt and- looks good. I just don't need to see it. On, I, just, I, I just don't see a point of having another title, especially knowing that the six man title is going to be coming at some point too. Yeah. Yeah. That, that adds another wrench into it that you're just kind of, like you said, diluting the, the already over amount of uh, titles you have. Make it bigger, put some more gold on it. I do like that. They, it looks like there is a uh, Kenny Omega one winged angel kind of inscribed in the side. Oh, right. oh I, didn't, I didn't catch that. Cool little thing, but yeah, uh, uh, yeah, it's interesting that uh, not all the countries touch the Atlantic Ocean, but they call it all Atlantic. Yeah. Misstep, Tony. Misstep. But that's what cringes are for. We need right. something. <laughs> What's your cringe? My cringe is Thunder, Sandbag, and Rosa. Uh, yeah. Woke up this morning to see her really getting dragged all, all over Reddit and Twitter. Um, there's... Quite a few moments in the match that she had with um, Marina Shafir, the problem, but didn't really seem to be the problem in the match. Um, nearly looked like she almost like could have snapped her neck when she tried to do that vertical suplex or snap suplex the way it went. And then just not working with her at all as she tried to throw her out of the corner, just falling flat on her face. Nowhere near the level of evil lease and her thinking that two wrongs make a right and that she's okay by sandbagging herself is hilarious, but... Or on the levels of Shawn Michaels' ridiculousness uh, selling, <laughs> yeah. but just just awful and kind of in a kind of weird situation because we've kind of not seen Thunder Rosa throughout her yeah. title run. There's always she's always either sick or there's something going on. It seems like I have not enjoyed any of her promo talks. The only thing I can say I really enjoyed through her title run so far is that Serena D match at um, uh, whatever the hell we just had um, double or nothing. Yeah, <laughs> and I just the way she kind of responded on Twitter too kind of sounded like a, a Hulk Hogan work yourself into a shoot brother jabroni tweet. And what did she say? She was just like, "Hello to my uh, everyone who loves me and everyone who doesn't even just just oh like a weird acknowledging the thing and not just kind of moving Sammy past and Tay it. kind of a thing. Yeah, just okay. move past it, be better, and uh, don't uh, don't hurt someone else in the the whatever grievance you have with whatever's going on in your life. Yeah. I don't know, but she was definitely getting dragged hard this morning. Oh yeah. And admittedly, I didn't catch it watching it live. Um, I did not. And I, one of my blinders is I like UFC, um, you know, MMA uh, style wrestlers. wrestlers. That's always one of my big blind spots. And one of the things I see with them is, okay, they're trying not to fuck someone up. So they pull punches too much and they overcompensate it or some of their, uh, transitions are awkward. So that's how I kind of chalked it up when I saw it. And mm-hmm. then I know that Marina has been getting shit on by fans of like, Oh, she shouldn't have been given a job anyways. And she's not good. And da, da, da. But like, she's the real deal from a charisma standpoint. Like she's great looking and has an amazing aura. We Definitely. loved her when we saw her live. I think she's a great, uh, she has great potential if used properly. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I didn't kind of look into this at all. And then I, you, there was those tweets that were liked by Britt Baker and I think someone else about and Marina. And, and, yeah. and, and yeah. so I was like, huh, that's something. And then when I watched the match, it's right from the fucking start. Thunder yeah. Rosa does it right from the beginning. She, uh, goes to, or, uh, Marina Irish whips her into the corner and she doesn't go. And she does the most Ruby Soho Alexa bliss stutter (laughs) step run you'll ever see. And you can catch it. It's very subtle, but Marina looks at Aubrey and is like, you got to be fucking kidding me. 
Like she just has that look in her face. And then right out of there, there's another, like there's another spot that was very questionable uh, of a snap, uh, snap mirror takeover. And she sandbagged Thunder Rosa sandbagged there. Mm. Oh yeah. 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 I know what you're talking about. Like there are a couple moments besides the one that we're circulating on squared circle on Reddit of sandbagging. So it's like, you know, I don't know what the situation is. If there's backstage heat, if there's stuff going on, but the thing you shouldn't do is if you know someone has a reputation such as Marina right now of not being a good worker, don't make them look like a fucking idiot. Yeah. Cause yeah, it's just why? very unprofessional. And Marina looks like the one who was uh, performing poorly or doesn't know how to work. And that maybe she was doing like a Randy Orton kind of a thing of like, okay, now I'm just going to not follow the script and Shawn Michaels Vader you, you know, and just get <laughs> upset. And yeah. so I don't know. It, it just doesn't look good. And um, whatever their issue is behind the scenes, like, I don't know, keep it behind the scenes. Did it feel awkward to you at all when they had that uh, backstage meetup promo at all? Or it, you, yeah. Mm-hmm. I just think, I don't know if it's Thunder Rosa just because seemed awkward to me on, on the mic and all of her things, but I don't know. Maybe that's why she hasn't been on. This is speculation, but maybe she hasn't been on TV because there's been like attitude issues, but it's not a good look when the women's division right now is under a lot of scrutiny and there's a lot of noise and a lot of comments about it not working and it's not delivering and there's things that are wrong with it. And like, this doesn't help. Um, I don't know what the precedent is for this, but like you'd think Tony would have some sort of punishment. Yeah, this doesn't do good when you have I, kind of uh, re- women's wrestling figures uh, calling out the the lack of um, wealth into the uh, the women's division. It's only yeah. things are being spread only to one or one or two people, and you gotta you got some numbers there. Let's start start using them. Yeah, there's a lot of great women in the division too. So it's like other people could get that featured spot. Athena's going to be great. Um, I mean, I like Marina. I know she's not everyone's cup of tea, but I think that's a future star. You can do something with Tony Storm. Um, there's yep. other ladies to go Chris with. Statlander's got Statlander a is coming. also very beloved right now. Red Velvet's kind of she, and this my hopes for Marina Shafir is Red Velvet's gotten better as she's been in, in yeah. AEW for a couple, of, I think, two years now almost. She's but gotten she, a lot fucking better. Yeah, from that first kind of go around with uh, Shaq. <laughs> she can't be <laughs> mentioned. Randy Rose. We have to say like that yeah. go around with Shaq. Oh, Shaq. <laughs> Still haven't heard what uh, whatever happened when he went through that table, but yeah, he's still selling it. Yeah. Okay. Well, the other thing that we wanted to talk about, speaking of things on Tony Khan's plate, um, so there was just a news story uh, that came out that Jeff Hardy got his third DUI arrest. Uh, he was driving on a suspended license. A quick note too, as I was uh, on the on the live searching searching news. A 0.294 blood alcohol content and content in a 0.0 state. So, you know, do the math there, but I can tell you that's uh, over three times. Yeah. So, uh, and this isn't always fun to talk about. I think he needs to be fired. I think so too. I, I, I don't, um, I think he's ex- not, I think, I know he's exhausted every. I hope things will get better. I hope you'll do well. I'm praying for you. You're in my thoughts. I whip, I wish you the best. Uh, There's no like that. He's going to fucking kill someone. There's a clear line. Yeah. There's a clear line between him wrestling and him using substances to dull any kind of pain. 
call many voices. It's just, it's doing him no good. Uh, I don't know, give him some kind of walk away package and just don't come back. Don't go anywhere and just get better on yourself and take care of your family. Cause you have, you have kids, you have a wife yeah. and you have a band. Don't, don't die for your lovely band. Come on. Just. <laughs> but I mean, like, even like you can't even do the, Hey, we'll, we'll give you rehab or you get fired. No, you just get fired. Yeah. Cause that's too egregious. And I'm assuming he's going to have to face jail time and by just employment laws and probably what the level of his, the, his, his agreement is, is he's um, breaking his contract by being unable to perform because he's in jail. Like they have every right to get rid of him and fire him. And that's what they should do. Mm-hmm. Um, I there's no excuse to not fire him. I mean, maybe there's something that comes out that I'm not aware of, but on the surface as it stands right now, uh, he doesn't deserve another chance, another second chance, another mm-hmm. second opportunity. Um, this, this on the yeah. heels of uh, Tammy, Tammy Lynn stitch. Yeah, yeah. Just getting hers. And I believe in this, was it, was hers in New Jersey or was she found in New Jersey? Was it, Who so knows? His, he was in Florida when this he happened, was in Florida. So. So, I mean, par for course for Florida, but it's just, it's apparently wrong. And um, no one, no matter if it's your first time or your, your third time, you should not be drinking and driving. So no. get, get help and uh, just be a better, be a better human. Yeah. And um, I mean, it's like, it sucks. Cause like, I know as, as society, we've gotten a lot better and we talk about mental health awareness and we uh, have more compassion for addiction but there still exists boundaries. You mm-hmm. need to have compassion for people who he's going to hurt. He's going to kill someone at the yeah. rate he's at. There's not a nice way to say it. And yeah. that's not yeah. hyperbole or trying to us, you know, to get fucking clicks or listens or whatever the hell like that. That's just reality. You keep it up. Mm-hmm. You're going to, he's going to die or someone else is going to die. Yeah. You got to cut the cord much longer, or yeah. much faster than we have been in, in past times and learn from the mistakes that we've, or not we, but has been allowed by uh, just the kind of brush it off and go away for a minute. Attitude. Yeah, it's it's sad, and I think, um, and I'm I wouldn't say guilty of this, but I mean, I was on bated breath those his, his whole run. I just felt it was inevitable. I felt that how's this guy earned a second chance again? A and second, yeah. it just feels like this was building and building and building and. I think our worst fears were realized right from the get go. He's working very injured, um, jumping off a 20 foot ladder through tables and doing swanton dives. And just, uh, it's, it's sad to see. And if there's not serious repercussions of jail time, something horrible will happen. Yeah. Clearly, clearly we saw in the, the Tamulin stitch, someone yeah. died. It's, you give someone enough opportunities to do it. The, the more the more the likelihood that it's going to happen statistically it's just there yeah all right well let's lighten the mood a little bit so on speaking of felonies which is an odd <laughs> transition to make speaking of the lighter side of felonies um so the vince mcmahon deposition came out uh and this was some good shit so supposedly one of the reasons why he fired oliver luck is because oliver luck hired like a player who had a felony um who was accused of committing a felony and the lawyers were like, Vince, didn't you get, <laughs> didn't you get charged with a felony? And he was like, Oh, well, yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Isn't by, so that means mm. you're not a good, so that means you're not a good person of character. <laughs> that corporate privilege. Hmm. Uh, 
just that he cannot work everyone there, Vince, yeah, you know? Yeah. Uh, so funny. Um, my God. Okay. Well, that's uh, who uh, didn't, um, rival oh, so- podcast, uh, Meltzer and, uh, Alvarez kind of do like a, uh, a live read of it. Yeah. And yeah. Just the, the bit of irony and comedic, uh, comedic humor just kind of fly over their heads. He's amazing. I mean, he just never ceases to amaze me how he made that line about no one's ever been charged with this. Like no one's ever been charged of conspiracy to commit fraud. Like, come on. Not like no one has had any steroid uh, charges ever. It's only you. <laughs> uh, and what's funny too, though, it's like, even in that case, like that steroid trial, I thought Vince didn't do anything like he shouldn't have been convicted of anything. Like the government didn't have enough information and like you giving steroids to, to Hogan as like, Oh, here's some steroids, pal. Like they said, they used it like cigarettes. It wasn't like he was like, I need everyone on roids. I'm going to pump it up, pump you up. And being a steroid, uh, distributor was a little bit. Yeah. It was a little bit exaggerated. Now, granted you're promoting people who are clearly on steroids. So like, that's not always healthy, but, and that's not good, Um, but you also go to a gym, a gold's gym in the nineties. And I'm sure you, you saw it in every locker room. Yeah. So just a funny, like, God, just Vince never ceases to amaze us. It's still around the the last, last surviving McMahon. (laughs) Yeah. Um, all right. And then we got a couple other bits of news I wanted to bring up too. So I don't know if you saw this, but Paige is going to be leaving, uh, WWE next month. What's, uh, what's her story? I I don't know. Just like, I'm not going to resign or my contract's ending and they're, I'm going to go. Hopefully she doesn't wrestle again. I know she, uh, but she had the same injury as Stone Cold and Edge and all the, or Christian, yeah, and all that. So hopefully, Hopefully she's healthy enough, like the the rest, to kind of come back and wrestle, put on a uh, a fantastic showing at a WrestleMania like Stone Cold did. But just don't uh, don't hurt yourself, and uh, hopefully she's has a, a nice life path after this. Because yeah, hopefully she do acting or I don't know something, but hopefully yeah. she doesn't do you know swanton off a fucking ladder. She wasn't doing like a clothing line, I think, before. So I'm sure just focus <laughs> on focus on your line. And anyway, did you, you ever kinda... see that movie? uh fighting with my family or whatever yeah B- bits and pieces uh i can never get myself to actually watch no, that whole I, thing yeah that uh, wasn't uh wasn't my style but that uh has some good uh people in it with like um i think like tessa blanchard wrestled as either her or oh really whoever aj lee or someone i can't remember okay but, i can't think of any wwe movie i've actually watched um you haven't watched any Marines? No. Or the Mar- rundown? Never saw Marine one, uh, 1 through 17. I didn't see any of them. <laughs> That's tough. That's tough. Um, Kane supposedly, supposedly had like that really good one, the horror, the horror film. See No Evil yeah. or something? Uh, he has a new horror film right now. It's called his actual Twitter feed. His Twitter Jesus feed? Christ, oh my dude. God. Just get him off. Well, how do you Fuck think you. that? How do you think that <laughs> any kind of school shootings that we have are limited yeah. compared to outside the world? Go fuck yourself. Like, I know you got to like lean in and, and, and play a little bit of that character to draw the idiots to vote for you. But like, good the Lord, right like, Ugh. man, that's just sad. And and it was, it was actually kind of cool to see like a lot of wrestlers just shame the shit out of him for that. Like, 
don't become a politician because everyone said like he's like the nicest dude in the world and he's like a sweetheart of a guy. Yeah. So it's just like shocking to see him. Um, he's baiting for like the yeah, right just say, it's such a yeah, it's such a um, transparent like trying to appeal to a crowd and it's like why would you say that? How do you even properly type that out and not cringe and bump yeah. another letter without typing that nonsense and what he's done before? Just Jesus Christ! Yeah. That's pathetic. Okay, so let's go into uh, some more positive stuff, and let's end on a high note. So, what are you anticipating, Sean, in the week and weeks ahead? Oh, unfortunately, I was kind of anticipating this triple threat ladder match. You're that we're part of get the problem. Ranger, Congratulations! Which, uh, not for You're not for a fucking the fucking enabler, Sean. Not for the reason of Jeff Hardy. So this might actually be better. Let's just make it a, a two, two, and one handicap match. Um, I just kind of hope that you kind of get the the belts off. Jurassic Express with the Young Bucks winning, and then that kind of sets up your your FTR and and Don matches, and kind of give those two both the the match that they needed after that um, COVID era match that they had for the titles. Just give them the the live crowd, but hopefully we get maybe a another team in, throw in uh, Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish if you need it, or just keep it as a, a two on two ladders match, and let's see the Young Bucks win. I mean, maybe you do Christian as Matt Hardy's partner, Ooh, and that's yeah, how you do the Christian heel turn. Unfortunately, they just don't have like a week to like build a yeah. Christian to turn on them, and you don't want to. I mean, he's been subtly it, doing it, so it wouldn't be like totally random. It would just but, feel like it's really coming on the the heels of like we have nothing, we have no way out of this. Yeah, Jeff Hardy, fuck up. So Christian, just yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know either. I mean, maybe, uh, I don't know, maybe Starks and Taz or uh, Hobbs can uh, do Hobbs? that. That's cool. That'd be or fine Dan Housen and Hook. Who knows? Oh, my God. Talk about <laughs> surprise. That would be total. <laughs> um, or Ass Boys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're getting some shine. Yeah, I did, we didn't mention this, but that was also kind of in contention for moment of the week. Those awesome promos they've These been doing promos? lately yeah, have been fucking great. Oh, good. So good. Just Those are amazing. They're really making it work. Yeah, it's like an it's like those SNL promos where it's like you know Paul Giamatti's like okay this week Cuba stinks on the show and da 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 and they're like standing next to Lizzo up. and yeah. <laughs> yeah, but like they they do a great job of that. Like that's their um, Bones is going to be a huge star, and that Bo- Max Caster Bones and Caster yeah yeah oh yeah I mean they're, like they're built for this younger generation of, of yeah getting a fan like those put them on tiktok i'm sure the i'm sure the ass boys are all over tiktok they seem like they're tiktokaholics or something just build that young fan base or the the millennial teenage gen z whatever just get the younger folks because that's how you're going to survive yeah i love uh max caster and bowens jesus christ who doesn't love the acclaimed yeah and like all this the when he was trying to be professor x and they're doing rock paper scissors when he comes out and like he does just great shit i love it oh. okay so i'm anticipating uh some more uh, i guess kind of a clear-cut card for forbidden door yes uh, we obviously have tanahashi and mox but we don't know who jay white's going to defend against if it's going to be some sort of a match with hangman or um adam cole maybe and just the two of them go at it if it's going to i don't know what they're going to do uh, I would love to see Okada and Hangman as their own match and then do something with Jay White and Adam Cole. I don't know, but it'll be interesting to see what they try to pull off here. 
Yeah, I wonder with the the actual AEW heavyweight title not being on the line, he tries to pull some chicanery with like, oh, I'm not putting up my title if the, their title is not really up. And that kind of gives them a way to do Okada versus Jay White. But after Hangman calling out Okada, I kind of want to see that. I think they've wrestled in a G1 before. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Block match. So that'd be fun to see, especially a, a much different, much more uh, confident and uh, better wrestler in Hangman. So that'd be fun to see. But yeah, I am kind of stumped to what you do with their uh, their main title. Because if you do Jay White and Hangman and Adam Cole, which was kind of maybe teased a little bit, I don't mm-hmm. know, but having Adam Cole interrupt, I don't know what you do then with Okada and Will Ospreay. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, what what do you do with Will Ospreay? It's there's such limited people on the New Japan side, but there's also so due many to, due to injury. There's kind of some people who are out yeah. of AEW, but also some people who you're kind of taking up. Of course, Brian Danielson would be a great Okada opponent, but also so Zack Saber Junior. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what you even do with Shingo now. Um, I was just gonna say, yeah, what do you do with Shingo? It's some of these things I feel like are going to divulge into like a uh, four-way tag team faction match. And yeah. unfortunately I, I just see that happening, but don't want that. I, yeah. I hope they don't. Just, uh, the tag teams. I wonder what you do with FTR. If you have kind of the, they'll do a three-way with Cobb and Cobb and Kratos Khan. And then um, yeah, whoever AEW tag titles are. Uh, Rapungi vice or Rapungi vice. I think yeah, they'll just do yeah. that. And then they'll do, um, where you have a four-way with Aaron Hanar or um, Aussie Open and Cobb and Okan versus FTR and um, Rapungi Vice. Oh, that yeah. way you I get in, you get in one match, and then yeah. But and then there's still uh, Malachi Black. I mean, maybe that can Shit, that'd be a yeah. great Will Osprey match, or Buddy Matthews and Will Osprey. Buddy Murphy. I can never remember what his name is. But who knows? And that, that also could get ended up in a, a three-way match. Because Buddy's free now that he's not, because he got beat by Pac, Pac. to the All-Atlantic uh, tournament. So. And I, um, I didn't notice when those matches were going to be for the All-Atlantic position in um, New Japan. I think that's going to be those the show with uh, the best of the Super Juniors cashing in. Okay, But even though it's it's more more than likely going to be Ishii, so it'd be cool to see. But just I, it's yeah, it's going to be an interesting go. way of how they put the card together. Like as much as I, I get they want to have so many guys on pay per view, and you want to give all these guys uh, TV time on pay per views, especially. But Jesus, you could just do a show that's almost like NXT old school, where it's like we're just going to have five matches, yeah, and they're going to be long and they're going to be great, or maybe mm-hmm. you do seven matches, but they're going to be long kick-ass yeah. matches and that's all you need to do and enjoy it yeah and cut, cut the fluff you don't have to yeah you don't it. have to have the yano and Danhausen match yeah yeah that's i worry which is which would be very adorable but you know it would be but you know <laughs> with with a limited amount of time on on fight tv and pay-per-view or at an amc theater i just i, I want to see the, theater i want to see the good shit not the uh <laughs> not the fat yeah well, we have a lot of good wrestling to come up this month. Uh, coming ahead this week, Sean's going to be posting his, again, post-examination of Dominion. 
eventually I'm going to look back at some more games and post some things on wrestlingleaders.com there. So please continue to check out the website. Also, please continue to check out the podcast, support us there. If you want to give us uh, some love, give us a five star review and uh, subscribe to the show and please share it uh, with wrestling fans to help us organically build our platform. Again, you can follow us at wrestling List podcast on Twitter and on Instagram. 26 day countdown till blood and guts. That is well. We're going to have a hell of a show in Detroit, which is where we live. And we'll be talking about that ad nauseum as we get closer to that show. So that's going to be it for today's episode. Unless something else fucking crazy just happened. Well, no breaking news yet. No breaking okay, news yet. Thank God. Wow. Okay. Well, I feel like we'll have something batshit crazy happen tonight <laughs> and we'll talk about it next week. Until then, Rick Rude, send us home. Hit the music.